Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Which Game First. This show was recorded live with video at DragonCon 2020 online, so it's a little more bumpy than our usual show. And if you want to see the video version, there's a link on our website. Enjoy the ride. Am I numbers are three? Three. three. Okay. He's trying to get a minus two or better. Right. Okay. Because I have to tie because the one I have to compare my three to one. So a right. minus two gets me there. A minus three. And so I think you have happens. a less than a coin flip to succeed. There is a lot of ne- negative fours in there. Uh-huh. That's all I'm saying. Negative four. Let's go it. All right. All right. I've chosen. And ready? I'll do the drop. Come on. What is it? What it's is a symbol. It? I don't even know what that is. You don't want that. I'll oh, put it back then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it counts as a minus one. Yay! Hello, fellow game explorers. We are so happy to be here at DragonCon. I am in my official DragonCon uniform, <laughs> which I wore last year, uh, and we are we are gonna do it right from here. We'll wear our. I'm gonna wear my pith helmet for a minute because that's what we always wear on the floor. We are delighted to be back here. Now, this year we're excited because we were asked to join the DragonCon DC digital media track. And uh, Ed had Ed was on a couple panels last year, right, Ed? Yep. Yeah, so we're really happy to be here uh, again. And we thought just for fun to do a version of our show live. This is our very <laughs> first live review show. And what you're going to learn with us today is about three games because we know that finding games for you and your friends to play can be a daunting task with thousands of board games produced every year from different genres and themes and eras. We bring you three. We hunt them down and we tell you whether you need to dig them up or keep them buried. I am here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hi, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hello. And Mike Grenier. That's me. Hello. I'm your host, (laughs) Celeste Angelus. Let's get started. First up this week, we face our fears as we plunge our hand into the unspeakable (laughs) bag of the unknown in Arkham Horror card game. Next up, it is full steam ahead as we roll right over our rivals in Brass Birmingham. And lastly, we privateer or pirate makes no never mind to us as we press our luck at Port Royale. Before we get going, I wanted to tell you guys, we are overjoyed to see how much our audience has grown this year. And we have got lots of ways for you to join us in the fun. Yep, we've been uh, tearing into tons of brand new games and uh, getting a look inside with our hyper unboxings on Instagram. And please keep the comments coming because we love talking to you guys. And don't forget, go to Board Game Geek. That's your hub for all things gaming to check out our playthroughs right on to the game pages. Want to see us play a game for the very first time live? <laughs> Turn into our Twitch channel every Thursday night. And in case you missed it, you could also go to our YouTube channel just to check on the subscribe button and you'll get the notification when they go up. I wonder if we should call those first-time fumble throughs. <laughs> That's what they feel like. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, and you can do all that and catch us every single week on any podcatcher feed anywhere. We are all over the place. Stitcher, anywhere else. Your iTunes. What do they call it now? iPod. 
podcast. <laughs> what do the kids call it these days? The eye thingy? I don't know. Right. <laughs> and if you want to become a patron of this show for just $3 a month, go to our website and click on Become a Supporter Today. We have exclusive episodes there for you. We are up to around 40 now. And every week we release a... Bonus points! Bonus points! Bonus. <laughs> bonus. <laughs> a bonus points episode. So join us anywhere you want. We're there. We're everywhere. Absolutely. You cannot escape us. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the board game Arkham Horror the Card Game. Designed by Nate French and Matthew Newman. Published by Fantasy Flight Games. Number of players 1 to 4, ages 14 and up. Playtime 60 to 120 minutes. Okay, Mikey G, tell us what's in the box. Okay. The cover of the box shows some old-timey investigators unloading the revolvers in, in a futile <laughs> effort to defeat the horrible tentacled creatures that are trying to consume them. Uh, aside from cosmic horrors beyond description, you'll find... <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, you'll find 239 cards, including investigator stats and matching headshots, uh, scenario cards and player cards, 149 tokens representing resources and track your chaos, horror, damage, and accumulated clues, and doom. Um, you'll also find a campaign guide, a learn-to-play book, and a rules reference guide. And that's what's in the box. All right. Well, before we start the insanity of this <laughs> review, Evan, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how it's played. All right. In Arkham Horror, the card game, you and your friends are investigators in the quiet, yet not so quiet New England town of Arkham in the year 1925. <laughs> <laughs> As investigators, you're cooperating, and each investigator brings certain strengths and abilities to the group. Why the team? Because this is a region filled with cultists performing foul rituals, haunted houses, and strange creatures, among many other Lovecraftian Ooh. themes. You must work together to uncover these bizarre and strange happenings. Perhaps most importantly, each character has a custom deck of cards which will reveal things such as their personal items, events that will unfold, and certain assets at their disposal. Characters can choose three of the following actions. Draw a card from their deck. Play an event or an asset card from their hand. Activate an ability. Investigate their location. Fight an enemy. Engage with an enemy. <laughs> Or evade an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Many evade. actions are... Yeah. Run away! <laughs> Got it. Run away! I think there's a lot of that going on. Running away. Yeah, yeah. yeah well... <laughs> Definitely. Only if you want to win. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, survive, actions, you mean? Survive? Yeah, it's survival. It's all about survival. <laughs> many actions are going to require skill checks, which will be modified when you pick from a bag filled mm. with mostly negative modifiers, which adds depths and challenge to what seems like an otherwise overwhelmingly easy thing to do. I'll talk about that. But yeah. Here's the here's the parting shot. Keep your body alive and equally important, keep your mind from going insane. Whoever can maintain their wits and the ones that can survive this world will help beat back the forces of darkness. Mm. It's not likely well, though. <laughs> You're probably going to die. As as is the way with all games about Cthulhu. Mm -hmm. You're likely to lose. Yes. <laughs> yep, Evan. Hi. <laughs> which, Even when which, you win, you lose. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Which, well, yeah, a level that's a level of frustration it's going true. into the game. You have to accept. You just have to accept that that's going to be part of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you buy a game about Arkham, Lovecraft, Cthulhu, expect that the balance is not in your favor. 
The odds are stacked against you. It wouldn't be a Cthulhu game if it wasn't like that. I did get frustrated, but then I was thinking, oh, wait a minute. I chose to play a game based on. Yeah, the frustration is baked into the pie. Baked in, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If you think about it that way, you don't feel as bad when you do lose. It's one of those games where you just don't feel that bad. It's like, it was too easy. He's like, what? This is an Arkham game? Yeah, this is (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So we were able to play this game in person, which has been great. We're getting back to playing in person, even though we're still playing uh, Twitch every Thursday night for you guys. um, We definitely love having you guys with us for that game. Um, We did play this one in person and we got to touch the game. You can see behind me is the card back for the game. So I know these guys are going to show you some other pictures from the (laughs) game, but this one has the card backing, which I love. The whole theme of this game taking place in 1925 is gorgeous. The art, of course, fantasy flight games, gorgeous. I love this art deco theme. What did you guys think of the look? It definitely brings me into the the classic Arkham theory, like back in the 20s and 30s. and You know, your guns are like a Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Tommy guns. (laughs) I know it's it's a gorgeous game again fantasy flight games always has incredible art if you're gonna buy any of their games expect to see top-notch art from a what would you call it like a corral of artists yeah. like a cavalcade <laughs> carnival team I say team, yeah. team. Okay, team. <laughs> team. if you want to be boring all right <laughs> Yes, a panoply. How about a panoply? A panoply. Yes, I like that. A panoply, a panoply of talented artisans. A flock, very, a murder of artists, a, a, a gaggle. In this case, a it's gaggle. a murder of artists. Yes. It has to do something with what they do, a brush of artists. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that's, it. Right. Perfect. You win. All right. So <laughs> maybe the only time we'll win this game. Um, <laughs> so this game has, you know, odds against you, player elimination. What did you guys Ooh. think of that, Mike? Well, I was going to let Evan answer player elimination. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Evan. I got eliminated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> he got well, you, you lost your models? What's up with that? I did. I lost all my sanity points in one horrible pick out oh, of that boy. awful bag. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I pulled, I think, the one minus four mm-hmm. modifier. Oh, yeah. I already went into the fight with very, into that encounter with very slim chance of maintaining my sanity to begin with mm-hmm. and i happen to pick about the worst shit i could yeah. Yeah. let's talk about that horrible bag yeah let's oh. talk about that horrible bag i, I so think, oh sorry like what negative one is the best you can do in that bag or <laughs> no, zero like one positive one i there's drew one. the plus one, one. <laughs> the one you plus did. one out of the bag out of 30 chits and there's I, about 30 chits in that bag yeah, yeah. and there's a couple of zeros and then it Crazy. goes downhill from there <laughs> i think that's oh good though it sets the tone you know you're looking for an oppressive environment you're like oh i need a three on the check and i have a five. Oh, i might not make it <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah oh my god all right well okay so gameplay you were eliminated evan how long before the game ended was evan eliminated Oh, no, the it was not the final battle to wear in. There was a final scene or act or act. He was like the second you know to last battle, which means he was out for about a good 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we I played mean, 10 the shortest. 10 minutes is an eternity to me. <laughs> <laughs> we played the shortest possible scenario we could, though. Like, it, it could be a lot longer and somebody could get eliminated really early in this game. Yeah. So that's kind of a kind of a bummer. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. eliminated really early, that's kind of tough. But, I mean, here and, at the final act, you know, the last... 10, 15 minutes of a two-hour game. Yeah. So, 
Right. I suppose it's uh, not terrible if you're the guy who's picking up the pizza <laughs> for the night. Or, or, or something you like let that. the guy die because you want them to be the one to pick up the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. That's ice cold. I, th <laughs> I think, one, if I recall, one of the reasons why I perished is I was not in the right position at the right time. And I think we lost right. either a turn or, or a round in which, in which we could have yeah. cooperatively used our items, used our... Yeah, um, our, our cards to help in, enhance my chances to, to win that, but I was—I mm -hmm. I had gotten separated from the group. I think I went up and explored the attic, and things were happening in the hallway or the <laughs> cellar, yeah. and so we were divided. And yeah. who, you know, right. gee, cooperative game. Let's divide the let's divide the group. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll just go run up well, to the attic. So right. that was not a smart play right. on my part. And I think I paid for it. Party, right? Split up the party <laughs> or to go cover as much ground as possible. Right? Yeah. Well, in this game, there's I'm sure plenty of scenarios where you have to split up because time is not well, on your side. Mm. That's yeah. the incentive because you stick together, it's safer. Yeah. But it takes longer to do things. Mm. Yeah, if you split up the party, mm. cover more ground, do more so, stuff. But now mm. everybody's by themselves. Yep. So basically, damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I don't so. feel as bad. Now. Yeah, no, it was a good. It's, <laughs> the problem was we needed clues and you get those from different areas and we right. gathered enough to you're blocked in, you can't get to the next hallway. So we needed four clues collectively to get through there. And somebody had two and a couple of us had one, but yeah. we just didn't end up in the right spot together to, to combine those clues in the right location. So yeah, slowed us that's down for bit. sure. Every time, like my, my character was all about fighting <laughs> and um, I just didn't seem to have that many opportunities to fight. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, granted, we played an early scenario, so it might get better. But I just think it's really hard in every way to make everything work the right way. Gotta, Unfortunately, you have to become a victim of Cthulhu many times before you're going to win this one, I think. Mm -hmm. Evan, is that the character behind you that you played? That no, one? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How did you like the role-playing opportunities? I know you're always looking for them <laughs> oh, in a board there, game. Yeah, and that is the nice thing, and and it's true of any sort of Cthulhu uh, themed games that I've played over the years, dating back decades now, is that uh, it invites a certain level of role playing in which you know you're still limited by the structure of what the rules are, but you can bring as much flair and charisma as you want to your into your character. I played it in an Irish ex-con, so I had it brought on me stage Irish, and it was talking like this for most of the game. You see? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, it was that was I think the theme was great. The setting mm -hmm. really I felt it everywhere. I felt it in every card. Every part of the game really drew me in with its look and even the language that was being used on the cards. I thought was the color text was all elegantly done to represent the era mm -hmm. and feel really um, not just spooky, but also 1920s. Yeah. So I like that a lot. And as um, far as the play is concerned, for me, I felt it put enough pressure on us to keep us feeling like we were on the edge of losing the entire time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's we were one bad cost. calculation away oh, from yeah. I mean, falling One of apart. the steps is literally taking doom counters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> and being organized. I mean, we missed one, handing off one clue to the right person. We had enough clues, but mm. we missed handing it off and completely blew any chance we had of winning we just won. by that. We did win. We did well, win. But without we losing. Without, yeah. Along yeah. the way. Probably because that, yeah. we lost that turn. Because it was like, I thought you had both clues. No, I had one clue. I thought you had one clue. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, so, yeah. right. You yeah. want to explain that, what that means, like, clue, having the clues and what the, what the, 
what we needed to do and how it unfolded? Ed? Yeah, with the, the East Act had, well, a clock, because that's what the bad guy's agenda is. And then the objective for us is to go find clues. And if we get the right number of clues and bring them into the right place, then we can unlock the next step. And so the object of the game is to successfully complete all of the player objectives uh, cooperatively Mm -hmm. before the bad guys complete their evil agenda. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah. Well, what, what did you think of the, how long it took to play this game? Is it the right amount of time for the scenario? the speed goes up with, like most games, as you play it, You'll know the rules, so you won't be like, oh, what can I do? Or what rule does that mean? It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. looking at the cards and knowing, how does that work with what I have in my deck? Mm -hmm. It's it's a deck-building game. So this is a collectible collectible or living card game from a fantasy flight. So the the deck keeps evolving. You get more options, so you can fine-tune your deck. You're an investigator. You can Mm -hmm. do a little deck-building. And once you play a while, you can say, oh... I know what cards that I want to have in my deck that match my play style. And yeah. then you'll, you'll be able to have an engine going quickly. You'll know what you're doing. You know, yeah. you know it's like one, two, okay, I'm done. Right, yeah. right. Oh, yeah, you're going <laughs> to neat. to this thing because I did this other thing. Yeah. It's kind of right. cool that they combine two decks to make your deck. You know what I mean? There's like uh, different portions of the deck that you combine to make the different characters. Yeah, they're like right. attributes or skill areas. Mm-hmm. Like somebody might be a good detective while other guys are good researchers. And no. yep. I really like the arrangement of where you place the cards on the table too. I mean, you put the rooms in the center because it, the whole game is just cards. Mm-hmm. So you put the rooms in the center and those are the room cards. You have your little space over here for your stuff, your skills, your allies and things like that. Um, and then you move into the locations and the monsters show up in the rooms and you put the cards next to them. I think it's a great little uh, play area that it makes. And a big part of the game is the story that's being told. Because all the cards you mentioned, there's a, a nice paragraph or two that's getting unveiled. And there's choices. Depending whether you, you take door number one or door number <laughs> two, the adventure goes on a different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And what's yep. neat is make the game is meant to be played as a campaign. So the choices you made, you know, two scenarios ago could be impacting you later. It's like, wow, I made this decision two scenarios ago, and now this happened because of it. And I yep. think mm-hmm. that's a cool story building. building I mean, that's, that's Fantasy yeah. Flight, you know, making, they call it a living card game for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. they make it feel like you're living in it, like it's on a, lo- a real living story, so. Yep. Choose your own adventure in a way. Yeah, I yeah. love yeah, choose your own adventure books. Yes. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> Sometimes the adventure chooses you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I did feel it in this particular game because, I, again, I've played other Cthulhu-themed games. This one felt a little bit more forced, a little more narrow to me than some of the other ones that I've mm. played. In, in other words, if we didn't hit the exact right formula of events and, and, and actions, there was no way one of all four of us were going to make it mm-hmm. alive out of there. And we didn't. And and we did. Right. Okay, <laughs> explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Arkham Horror, the card game. Ed? This cooperative LCG offers fun puzzles and mysteries to explore in the Arkham setting. I'll dig this up to risk getting lost in time and space one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Evan? 
True to the theme, Arkham Horror the Card Game delivers on the Cthulhu feel and environment. I found the game to be a little restrictive, coupled with a potentially devastating amount of randomness. That's that, <laughs> that bag of is truly a bag of horrors. Yeah, yeah it, it had some tight restraints. I think that the game's designed to sort of force you into a certain amount of actions. For that reason, and that's only my opinion, I'm going to bury the game. It just felt a little too forced for me. Right. Mike? I really, when I play this game, it feels more like a puzzle than a heart-pounding adventure into the heart of darkness. Um, but I love a good puzzle, and this was challenging, so I'll say dig it up. It is not the creepiest um, Cthulhu-type game I've ever played, that's for sure. The role-playing game, you know, leaves this in the dusk for spooky creepiness, but... As a board game and a card game, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Theme heavily informed play. I'm digging it up. Nice. Now, let's talk about Brass Birmingham. Mm. I'm glad I don't have to lift the box for this one because it's huge. <laughs> it's made of brass. <laughs> <laughs> it is designed by Gavin Brown. Matt Tolman and Martin Wallace. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Published by Roxley in 2018. Number of players, two to four, ages 14 and up. Playtime, 60 to 120 minutes. Uh, Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. Well, let's start with the cover, which shows a slick cobblestone street with a rogue wagon wheel laying on its side. (laughs) The trademark Roxley steam chicken really stands out on the stark (laughs) background. (laughs) There's a lot going on inside here, guys, so I'm going to try to go through it fast. Inside, you're going to see a double-sided game board with a light and dark side, four double-sided player mats, four character tiles, each with a male and female side, which is kind of cool, 56 link tiles, which link your trains, 76 cards for the different industries and locations, four player aids, eight markers to track the victory and income, 48 cubes for coal and iron, 15 beer barrels, 67 money tokens, although if you're a cool kid like Ed, you're going to have the awesome uh, the poker chips and stuff for the <laughs> deluxe edition. Yeah. Of course. And 180 industry tiles, including manufacturers, cotton mills, breweries, potteries, ironworks, coal mines, and merchants. (laughs) That's what's in the box. (laughs) Yeah. Let's face it. It is what's in Ed's box because this is Ed's game. Those boxes. I do. I mean, give me more stuff. I love to play with stuff. (laughs) Before we get this review chugging, Evan, tell us how it's played. Brass Birmingham is an economic strategy game. Players assume the role of competing historic entrepreneurs in Birmingham, England during the Industrial Revolution. The board has towns and cities, and they're connected by a series of canals and or railways. Entrepreneurs will develop, build, and establish industries of their choosing. They will also build their transportation networks, very important, in an effort to make the most of a particular town's market demands. Each round, players will make two actions per turn. There are six possible actions to take. Number one, build an industry. Number two, expand your network. Number three, develop new technology. Number four, sell your goods. Number five, take a loan. (laughs) More on that later. (laughs) Number six, the new scout action. That's a new action for Brass Birmingham specifically. The game is played over two halves. The Canal Era, are the years 1770 to 1830, and the Rail Era, that's the years 1830 to 1870. Mm. To win the game, score the most victory points. All right, let's start shoveling the coal into our engines and get this review of Brass Birmingham <laughs> in the locomotion. <laughs> yeah, All right. 
Yeah. All right. To pile on the metaphors, let's address the elephant in the room and talk about the fact that this is a Martin Wallace game. What does that exactly mean for people who are not familiar with a Martin Wallace game? Is it fair to let Mikey describe it or is he too biased? I'm... Uh, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go ahead, Mikey. First, first, before I do that, I want to make a direct appeal to Martin Wallace, who I know is obviously watching this show. Yeah. I'll give you a look. How's that? Uh, oh yes, Martin. <laughs> please, I pay so many taxes in real life. I never have enough money, and then I go to play your lovely and amazingly well balanced game, and all the feelings that I feel <laughs> in real life are translating to me in the game. Your games are great. I love you, man. But please, just give me a game where I can earn more than one dollar by round three. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> one dollar by round Mike. three he could take a loan he offers oh, plenty of those he loves <laughs> loans at horrifying rates <laughs> you don't just lose the money from the loan in a slight bit of interest in this game you're actually losing income levels <laughs> well it's authenticity mike i mean it that's is. the way interest and interest and loans work to me to i know very well how that works and that's why i want to play a no. game and escape all yeah. of that in the 1800s you could expect 18 percent interest that was a bargain <laughs> yay <laughs> martin you're a man out of time uh, uh, okay. i love you man you're killing me <laughs> as far as Martin Wallace games go, I did uh, I did find this one more tolerable than the others um, that I've played. Um, it was more forgiving in some ways. He didn't feel so behind, I guess. Mm-hmm. We'll start with the look, though. It was gorgeous. A oh, beautiful yeah. game. The pieces felt so heavy in your hand. And, Ed, you had the deluxe edition, which included... Uh, Apple poker chips and oh, uh, the, it's all the the bling on it was really improved. They got the new poker chips, or new component, the box. It the 2018 edition of these games, well produced. And Super. Ed, why would you want poker chips for a train and goods transporting game? Uh, why? Uh, it's, that's the best way to handle money, duh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so a lot of pain. a lot of the yeah. 18xx players and it, what's an 18xx game? This is not one, but tell them what an 18xx game is. Well, they're heavy games. 18xx game. Anytime you're dealing with money or uh, exchanging money, often poker chips is just a little faster to deal with, especially compared to paper money. Mm. Now, when right. you have a cardboard money, a little little coin money, it's not so bad. You know? At least right. it's a little easier to exchange stuff. But when you have poker chips, it feels meaty. You can able, you can readily see how much that is. Yeah. Right. I've I, seen I you play feel 18. The weight of that money. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't want to give it up. It's so heavy. <laughs> but in 18xx games, there's those train games where you're exchanging money all the time, and I've watched you guys sometimes play them and count these little tiny pieces of paper money, and it is super frustrating. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, get your own poker chips. That's the only way right. to go. It can really slow you down, though. It, does. it really can. It's surprising no, how much that paper money can slow you down. So the poker chips are gorgeous. Better mm-hmm. than my poker chips for poker. Uh, everything about it. Real was clay great. poker chips. They were great. Yep. So this has more. It's not just Brass Birmingham in this collection, right? Well, there's your original game, which is, used to be just called Brass. Now it's Lancashire. Uh-huh. Lancashire. Yeah, a little confusing, but, <laughs> but as Edward explained to me offline, 
The reason they renamed it is because they wanted it to have all the same qualities, looks, and feel of the new Brass Birmingham game that came out. Right. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, what did you think of the play of this game? Did you enjoy transporting well, I, your goods? I mean, I have a particular mm-hmm. point I want to make on that is that mm-hmm. you're, you're putting up uh, industries sometimes that connect you to resources like barrels of beer or coal. And or you're putting those... Re- What's that? Iron. Iron. Oh, iron. Yes, and iron too. But like you put them on the board and other people can snatch up your resources that are on the board. Like, yes, it gives you some benefit. But if you're trying to work towards something like building a new uh, coal mine or something, you Mm -hmm. need to have certain resources on the board to do that. And once your turn's over, people can buy those things out from underneath you. And that hurt. That hurt. mm. it, it hurts, but what it no, also no, does... And it's not the other way about it. To me, uh-huh. yeah, you, know, me you too. can certainly build and put your mm-hmm. stuff in a corner and isolate yourself and have your own like little private economy. Mm-hmm. But the advantage of being connected to the other players is, sure, I built that coal mine and I, mean, I have no usage for that coal. But if somebody else uses their action to use up my coal and give me victory points, mm-hmm. hey... That's mm-hmm. an action I didn't have to take in order to get victory points. You're using your yeah. action to give me victory points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but exactly if, right. You plan in your turnout though. You're like, I want to have this will be my little engine that I'm building, and mm-hmm. there's no barrel. You have to right. change your whole turn. You know that. Yeah. To me, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. That's a community aspect of this game is that goods you produce, everyone else can and is must use mm-hmm. in order for them to go ahead and make their things. But you're not. Uh, taking the short end of the stick, you also get advancements as other people use up your resources. Right. I, f- I found it I found it really nice, actually. Most of the most <laughs> of the time I was not frustrated by people grabbing up goods that I had produced or that were sitting on the board. I don't know that I produced that much, but I know that I really enjoyed taking other people's stuff off the board. It was very <laughs> sure convenient. <did>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, one of the problems, too, for me is that I like to plan for the long term and we only played like the short version of the game which is the canal version um you mean the perfect length game (laughs) (laughs) is that what you mean because that's what it was well you like to kool-aid man kick the door down and get and snatch up everything you can early in the game so that was the perfect kool-aid man was grabbing those barrels all over the place (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah kool-aid man had a barrel under each arm and he was rolling down the ropes that was celeste kool-aid man and i I couldn't keep up with that for the short no <laughs> uh, yeah, so you would have liked it a little bit longer. Oh, sorry, Ed. You would have liked it a little longer, Mike. Yes, I wanted to play the full version of it. It would have worked oh. out much better for my planning. Mm. Mm. But, uh, uh, but yeah. playing the the first canal phase is great for your very first game because mm. while the mechanics are actually relatively simple. There's so many choices, you can feel overwhelmed mm. yeah. because, like, wow, I can, you know, the action is to build or put a network here or sell. Well, yeah. with those three actions, like, uh, yeah. is that hard? Well, which industry? There's 20 spaces I could build. Which one do I want to build on? Mm. So it takes a little, you know, play in order to, you know, take these very simple ideas of building and then selling. Uh, and see how they interact with each other. So this way, the next time you play, it's like, ah, I got a plan like Mikey does. I, oh, I yeah. got to do this, this, and the other thing. And I, I already got four turns ahead, and then Celeste comes along, and uh, <laughs> Kool-Aid, and you're like, right, I'm ready for your Kool-Aid action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely play different next time around. It, it would be a very, though seriously, it would be a very different game, Mike, if we mm-hmm. played um, 
with a longer game because my I don't think my strategy would have held that long. Like yeah, I was I, a smash and grab player. Oh, yeah, you would have which ran out of really, steam. Yeah, I think I would have. Well played. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> but it wasn't me that won, despite how well I did. By one victory point, thank you, Martin Wallace. By one yeah. victory point, Evan was the yeah. victor. Yeah. Silent yeah. but deadly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it by expanding my network, basically laying as much rail as I kind of could at the end of the game and connecting up certain towns and cities. And the more links you can make, those are worth victory points. Those links become points. very important. Mm -hmm. And back to kind of what Ed was saying about choosing your strategy going forward and the number of choices you have. I don't I had I found myself very frustrated to a, to an extent. I don't usually get frustrated by games like this, but though with that level of choice and that number and trying to game it out in my head as to which would be my best path to victory. I wound up a going more random than <laughs> ultimately coming up with it with a uh, with a clear path that I was trying to follow. And B, it took away my interaction with the other players in the game because I was concentrating so much of my brain power on trying to do the calculations as to which path forward was good for me. I kind of lost track on what everyone else was doing, and that probably is not a good thing in this no. game. Yeah, you need <laughs> no. to watch the whole board. And Martin Wallace has this way of presenting you with 100 possible potential options, but only allowing you to have maybe one or two of them. So there's all these teases all over the place. Limitations. There's yeah. a lot of good things. He doesn't hold your hand. You, uh, he does allow you to make oh, yeah. bad choices. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. My Go first, ahead. Oh, there's a hole. I Go wanted my it. first move back <laughs> in the worst so, way. <laughs> and I made, and go, wow, this hole goes deep. He's not telling you to stop you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I made an epically bad mistake uh, for a Martin Wallace game, and that is to, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I, I just wasn't paying attention. I passed an action. Ugh. You can't afford to pass one half, no. one no, quarter wait, take of a one loan turn or something. Yeah, you know, I do anything, anything, literally anything. <laughs> I would have won if I had done anything. Oh yeah, that one point was missed by you not laying one train car down. Any, yeah, that would have been it. Pick up a good anything. <laughs> yeah, never yeah. skip an action when presented with the possibility to take one. And except in very rare cases, but especially not in a Martin Wallace game. Yeah. And, and that's why I thought this game has a lot of interaction with the players because what people are doing, like with Celeste taking the goods and then Evan building lots of networks, that actually, by building all those links, sure, he's given himself victory points. But now I've reached somewhere where I didn't reach before because of that. And he, so he gets a lot of benefit from it, but... I can capitalize on too. So now that message, well, is am I benefiting from it more, or is he benefiting from it more? And I don't yeah. know. That's to me. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot Look, of calculations. I, I'm getting confused really just listening to. You right. Know, who's yeah. really on top until you you did the final comment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm confused just listening to you, Ed. <laughs> that, I mean, that's how confusing it can be. In <laughs> there's these victory games. points yeah, coming in at all angles, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Brass Birmingham. Let's start with Evan. All right, Brass <laughs> Birmingham, it's not for the light gamer. And perhaps that's the understatement of the day. <laughs> the components are super high quality. Look, it feels and informs play. And once the aim gets going, the actual turns do start rolling. It's a brain burner, so get ready for that. Um, hardcore board gamers are going to absolutely love Brass Birmingham, and I'm going to give it another try. Dig it up. Ed? Birmingham provides a lot of strategic options to explore, and 
opportunity to outmaneuver your competitors with well-timed tactics. I enjoy Wally's game, <laughs> and I'll dig this one up as one of the best of the brass games. Um, wow. Nice. Mike? Okay, so I know I sound like I hate Martin Wallace and his games, but the truth is they're always well-designed, well-balanced, frustrating, but I think in a really good way. So I definitely would play this again, and I have to say dig it up. I am, get ready, hold on to your chairs, your hats, whatever it is. I'm digging this game up. Yes. Now, granted, I only played the short version, and maybe that's why. Maybe I'll only enjoy the short version. If you're not a heavy gamer, I suggest playing the short scenario. Um, But I really enjoyed it. You see this picture behind me? This is one of the cards from the game. It's so pretty to look at and so engaging in every aspect, even the mechanics. Dig it up. All right. (laughs) All right. All right, right, our last game this week is Port Royale. With the new backdrop. Hey, I'm looking for for a cool pirate backdrop here. I'll be right Designed by Alexander Pfister, published by Pegasus Spiel in 2014 and Steve Jackson Games 2017. Number of players, two to five, ages eight and up. Playtime, 20 to 50 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. (laughs) All right. On the cover, we see an experienced and somewhat grizzled gray-bearded pirate smoking a pipe and doing his best Jack Daniels impression. (laughs) Uh, Next to him stands a seagull who looks like he's tried to warn his friend of impending danger hundreds of times in the past, but has now given up and resigned himself to his fate. (laughs) Now, are you ready for this, guys? Inside the box, there are 120 cards representing ships, people, and missions. And that's what's in the box. <laughs> Are you sure you took everything out of the box? That's all of did it. You I check shook underneath, the box hard. Did you, did you check turn underneath it upside the down insert? and tap it? Yeah. Coins, uh, yeah. coins didn't fall out. I was waiting for doubloons. No, doubloons. That's, 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 that's all of it. Actually, all three of these games, you can see us doing a hyper unboxing of on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So check it out there. Just anytime. So you know what a hyper unboxing is. <laughs> we pop the box my- open. Lift up the cover, go through all the components really fast in front of the screen. Um, of course, it's because we're on caffeine, we can do it super fast for you, and they get to see everything that's in there, and then we close. Yeah, yep. either that or using technology, right? It's both, actually. It is caffeine <laughs> and technology. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's uh, Port Royal tech, actually. Port Royal. Um, but, uh, yes, you can see those on Instagram, and there's a... Tap the thing, tap the actual picture, because I do mm. a lot of extra effort to put the cool music in, and I know that's not a thing for Instagram, but I, I know you'll be rewarded. Do it. Trust me. <laughs> Listen to the music. It's the Old Spice <laughs> theme. <laughs> All right. Before, before we had the wind at our backs on this review, Evan, tell us how it's played. Port Royal is a press-your-luck-style card game. It's set in the Caribbean. Port Royal is the main port for all trade, commerce, and action in the area. The players will draw from a deck of cards. On a turn, a player can draw as many cards as they like, one at a time, placing each card into the harbor. Each card shows one of the following. There's four different types. A person, a ship, an expedition, or a tax increase. (laughs) Yeah. Now, when a player draws a card and reveals a person or a ship, They place that card in the harbor. The more cards there are in the harbor, the more ships and people you can choose from. But beware, 
drawing another ship, a second ship with the same color flag on it in that harbor. And your turn may come to a very sudden yeah. end. And then no char- no cards can be chosen. You're mm-hmm. done. No one. Move, move out. Next player. Everyone's a, player a loser. St- arr, arr. <laughs> arr. <laughs> a player can stop drawing cards whenever they like. When done, each other player has the option of playing of, of paying the active player a coin, a tribute, basically, basically, and then being able to pull one of those cards from the harbor if they want. People that you collect represent influence, also those expedition cards as well. And 12 influence points total is the goal. The pirate with the most influence (laughs) points is deemed the winner and is crowned the most feared and glorified pirate in that glorious seafaring capital named Port Royal of Est. You knew you knew the args were coming. I mean, when you saw the cover, we'd apologize, but you you know, you know. And if you watched our live play of this on our Twitch channel, we go into pirate trivia and a whole bunch of other things, which you mm-hmm. can uh, definitely take a look at there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We played this game on yours truly's favorite interface for online board gameplay, and that is yukata.de. Yeah, Shout out to... You got to play it on Yukata. You and got if you look it. at my background, there's this quick shot of what it looks like, yeah. basically. That's the, that's how it That is out. the OG board game interface right there for <laughs> online gameplay. It is so old school. It is no frills, <laughs> no ads, no nothing but the game, and sometimes not quite the game. And you, <laughs> you got to click finish your move no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, so often we're all like, whose turn is it? What's going on? Whose turn is it? But it's it's a fabulous interface. It's a great place to try this particular game out, which played beautifully there. We played it on Twitch. So it's on our Twitch channel, probably. And if you miss it there, you can catch it on our YouTube channel. Right. It was a lot of fun. And be prepared for the Yars. That's where all the Yars are. The Yars. So. (laughs) (laughs) And and here, of course. A few here. Um, so, uh, we may have had fun. Don't know if that's a spoiler compared based on what we've said so far, but what did you guys think of how it played on Yukata? I think it played pretty well because, uh, I particularly like seeing that the, the card information that you can hover and get the tooltip and say, oh, that's what that card does. Yes. It's really great. We played. It has an iconography, so it's like, once you yes. know the iconography, you know what it does just by looking at it. But for your first time playing and online, it's nice to be able to hover over it and go, ah, that's what it does. Right, so you didn't, don't have to consult a reference card and look for it. You just mm-hmm. mouse over it. That was nice. And as you can see here, these are examples of three of the cards in the game. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, Person, ship, and a expedition is right. the right-hand card. That's the ex- Wait, I'm going to point. There it is. And, There's the <laughs> and this is the Pegasus Spiel version, which is the cover Ed has there. There's also a Steve Jackson version, which is the same, except the ship flags are actual country Countries, flags. France, Britain, Versus as opposed color. to just the color green or the color red or blue. Right, 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 right. So there were those tax cards. What we're doing in this game is trying to press our luck to get as many cards out as we can and get as much loot for ourselves, right? But that can yeah. go wrong. Mm-hmm. So before we get to taxes, let's talk about how that can go wrong and how painful that can be. 
I have never had such bad luck in a press your luck game in my life. <laughs> and you are all about press your luck. Oh, yeah. Totally. But but Mikey left me in the dust. I mean, he pressed his luck 10 times more than I did. And he usually bucked it. Right. <laughs> This guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It makes it easier to press your luck. Like if a ship comes around that you don't want, you can just, why don't I get rid of that ship? You yeah. see, but what you have to remember is that not only are you going to be able to choose your card, but other players are going to choose cards from that harbor too. So you reveal the more cards you reveal, the better chance you give your other players of also getting some nice cards to choose. True, but they got to give you a little compensation for taking a card on your turn. That's a tribute. Like, yeah, that's how I'm making er, my yeah, money. Yeah, a tribute. Give, people pay me for taking cards. Yeah. I guess okay. the I guess the <laughs> theme idea there is that you're the pirate that's in the harbor shaking everybody down that week. <laughs> I guess is what like you're just patrolling the docks looking for shakedown money. I don't Maybe. know what it's supposed to mean, but yeah, I guess you got the harbor master tied up in the shed. Yeah, but be because I busted all the time, that was my bread and butter. Like mm. I had no other money except what other people were paying me in shake <laughs> in shakedown money in between turns. Like I could never get a ship. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's such a that's huge advantage. Hard to get five different colors out. Because they're only five Very different colors. Very hard. Yeah, that basically means you got to get through one of each color and nothing else. Without yeah. busting. Very that's challenging. That's the real temptation for pressing your luck, though. Oh, I could just go, <laughs> eh, what are the odds I'm going to get another green? If I just get one more red, I'll get... To get a second card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Double the loot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's your money. Right. But don't get too much money. Or you'll have to pay <laughs> or if you taxes. do, buy people. Because when the tax card comes out, guess what? Like me. When you have too much money, the tax man comes along. Oh, and they're going to just take most of your money from you. Half of it, in fact. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, I it's not always most. the guy with the most money, though. Sometimes or it's no, the guy... No, that's right. It depends I, on the type of tax card. I love how revealed. random the taxes are. I mean, it really does feel imperialist in that way. <laughs> it's like the king is just going to tax whatever he damn well pleases this month. That's it. You know? Oh, uh, what's good? I say, what's going on down at Port Royal this week? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of coffee, and let's tax that. <laughs> and, and so it's just... And it's just yeah, random. Yeah, we got we to wrap this up within I know. a few Wait minutes. Wait a minute. I've got to complain about the taxes. You're going to have to wait. Yeah, wow. that's right. That's right. We want... <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's time to dig up or bury Port Royal. Let's start with Mike.
Evan. I love Press Your Luck game. Port Royal delivers. The rules are easy to follow. Gameplay is fast. Everything about it, I felt, was interesting. It's light on theme, but it otherwise hits all the right buttons. Dig it up. <laughs> Ed? Sometimes you're looking for the light push-your-luck game with a fun theme to play without burning too many brain cells. I'll dig this up for those times. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to say one thing, and if you want to know what it means, you'll have to go watch the uh, us do the playthrough on our YouTube channel. Sparhawk! <laughs> and dig it up. Come on. Push your luck, whether I lost or won. Dig it up. And that brings us to the end of our Dragon Con video show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone. This was great. We really, really loved it. And if you'd like more perks and content from our show, just go to our website, click on Become a Supporter Today, and you will get exclusive episodes of Bonus boy! <laughs> bonus. And just like, click a review of us, give us a heart, give us a shout out, mention us down at the local dog grooming store, whatever you're going to do. It helps us grow. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. Take See care. you in the podcatcher feed. Yes. See you live next year. Yeah. Happy in gaming. Person, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs>